Jesse Fahey. Hi. Jay Michaels. You know, you know you? the drill. If I'm on the line, you're on the air. Fantastic. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not good. bad. Uh, the same, looking out of the same window, wearing the same pajamas. It's uh, week seven <laughs> or eight or 22, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. I, am, I actually did put on jeans today. So <laughs> it's an accomplishment. Right. <laughs> I did that over the weekend, and it actually felt odd putting on, like, clothing again. I was like... Yeah, no, I know, I understand. We all have this sort of drill of, of routine uh, sweat clothes, sweats clothes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Are you looking at beautiful weather outside and wishing you could have a barbecue? Uh, I, I am, and I'm going to put on my, my finest spring mask and go outside for a, a little bit today at least. Um, yes, I will as well. I normally ask, what have you been doing during this time? But looking at your Facebook, you personally have been immensely busy and your company has been immensely busy during this. What's, what's going on with you and Ripple Effect Artists? Uh, I will, thank you for asking that. I will, um, that about both. I really appreciate that because I, I do believe that what's going on with all of us personally absolutely impacts our businesses and impacts initiatives that we're involved in. Oh, sure. I, I will, uh, speak about Ripple Effect artists first. So we, as a company, got very clear that we would definitely need to pivot our programming this year and we got pretty clear about that I, I would say or mid to late March I just knew that you know the thing to do when there's an when there's an event that will cause your company to not operate you got to start being in action and, and planning ASAP so yeah. that's what we started doing and we just said okay we're going to be like the eye of the storm. Uh, Ripple Effect Artists has already produced a show during Hurricane Sandy and uh, during other things. So we've just been accustomed to being the eye of the storm and things. Although I will say this is probably the most impactful event for us as it is, I, I know, for many artists. And we just said, okay, how can we still uh, deliver on our mission given what's happening and what I think has really worked for us over the past few years is that we are primarily a theater company and we're not attached to just theater and we can uh, provide other entertainment with other mediums and that entertainment can still make a difference and can still raise awareness and can still entertain. And it just so happened that someone on my board runs a radio show. So to answer what, what, you, what we are doing, we're putting on a radio performance of War of the Worlds. And War of the Worlds was originally a radio broadcast. So there was a time, I know, there might be, I don't know if you have anyone on your podcast who was alive in the 40s. Maybe, you know, or maybe they were, maybe they were kids in the 40s. Uh, but there was a time everyone used to gather around the radio and listen to radio plays. Well, we're bringing it back. <laughs> so why not? Uh, so we're going to do a radio performance of War of the Worlds. And War of the Worlds was originally an interrupted radio broadcast. And this is going to be done with someone as an announcer. 
and it's going to be done. You could say modern day, although it doesn't have a specific uh, time period, our version of it. Uh, it's using the exact same dialogue as 1938, but it's not specifically set during that time. Um, spoiler, there aren't actual aliens that are coming to the Earth. Although, you know, maybe, given how crazy our times are, who knows? Maybe aliens will show up. I mean, I don't know. But <laughs> in, the, in the 30s, people actually thought it was real and thought invaders from Mars were actually coming to New York City. Uh, so now it's just going to be, we thought it would just be a way of bringing some fun to all of this. And there's definitely, not that we want to make light of this issue at all. We're using this to raise funds for disaster relief for what is actually happening. And there's definitely just some interesting parallels, like people are being told to stay inside. Um, people are shut in. People are uh, not at all connected to what's going on outside. So there's definitely some parallels to our times, which is why we thought it would be uh, appropriate. Aside from the fact that you're being very clairvoyant, you're being very uh, powerful in terms of your work, you're being very clairvoyant. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a devotee of Orson Welles, and ironically, yes, I do have people that remember it uh, 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 in, in my life, and uh, uh, I'm a huge devotee of Orson Welles, and he, uh, what made his so powerful was there was very little communication back then. There was radio, there was yeah. there was this burgeoning thing called television, but it was barely anywhere, and there was the movies, So and there was yeah. newspapers. So when you tuned into the radio and they said the Martians have landed, people believed you. Mm -hmm. uh, he, also, he also, and I don't think he did it on purpose, at least he claims he didn't, uh, he capitalized on the fact that there was a war approaching. There was a war in Europe, and we were afraid of it coming here. And, yeah. and so in our psyche uh, was this notion of, of an impending attack, and suddenly we got one. And, and for you to do it right now, this is why I say clairvoyant, because we're sitting here wondering what's going on outside, and you yeah. are now telling us what's going on outside. Yeah. So exactly. I, think that's, I think it's great. I think it's yeah. really great. Thank you very much. And I, and I will say, it was my idea to do a radio show uh, and then it was my phenomenal, one of my fantastic board members with Ripple Effect artists named Victor Gallo, who came up with the idea to do War of the Worlds. And as soon as he came up with it, or he said that in a one of our many virtual Zoom meetings that we had as a company, uh, we just all realized, oh my God, that would you know absolutely work. And uh, then somebody runs a radio show. So... You also so picked the only radio show that everyone in the world still remembers. I have students who think the good old days was the 1980s. And, and so, so whenever I'll talk about a radio show in any communications class or any theater class, and I talk about War of the Worlds, most of them go, oh yeah, I've heard of that. Whether they've heard it, whether they've read about it, studied it, or whatever, they have heard of it. So you, you tapped into the most definitive of all radio shows. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, and, and it was interesting because uh, I listened, you know, in doing some, some research, I listened to the old version because you can find the old version on YouTube oh, and yeah. just listen to it pretty easily. And, I, and at first I thought, you know, are we going to make this relatable? How are we going to make this relatable? Then I thought if, if we're going to have anything 
uh, be a radio show, it's, it's going to have to be one that's like quintessential and really recognizable, which is what War of the Worlds is. Uh, so we're very excited. Uh, Bob Johnson, who runs the radio, com- or who runs this radio broadcast and who works at the radio station, uh, has done a fantastic job of compiling a bunch of different voiceover actors from all over, uh, over 20 different actors and editing and compiling and putting it all together. We all as theater people have had to learn how to be more, most of us have had to learn how to be more technologically, what do I say? Technologically. Yes. That's the word. Thank you. We've had to learn to really put our technological hats on our, or, and a lot of ways it, we've had to really train ourselves. You know, I've had to train myself a little bit more on being really zoom compatible. I've had to train myself to be an editor. Uh, we have someone on the board who does film, who created our first film called here comes Frida, which I would love to talk about also, but he's, in, he's a fantastic editor. Thank goodness. But yeah, us as theater people who so love and appreciate the art and not just the art, but the experience of people coming together in a live forum to witness art, uh, we're just completely at a loss yeah. right now. And so we're having to find other ways. It's, it's altered the entertainment industry forever, this event. Yes, and, it has. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in a way that that's really interesting that we all can learn from. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm, I'm still, you know, standing for a live theater to be, something that will come back and will thrive and will be strong. And for now it's just on pause. Uh, so that is one thing that we got going on. Can I talk about other things? Please do. <laughs> uh, so we also, uh, like I said, we have our film that we shot and produced last year. It was Ripple Effect Artist's very first film titled Here Comes Freda. Last year we were tackling the issue of climate change. Every year we tap tackle a different topic and we took on climate change and awareness last year we put on a short sci-fi film about a made-up storm called Superstorm Frida it takes place in 2040 and we had uh, two celebrities involved Ellie Walwork was one she has been in many uh, Doctor Who episodes <laughs> so it's a really great a short film that shows what our life could look like in the year 2040 if we're not careful with the environment, which, you know, a lot of people think about environment and climate awareness, like things that will impact us in a hundred years. And we might not be alive in 100 years. So why would it matter? Well, there are storms that will definitely be way more extreme and more extreme than we can actually handle in 20 years. And that is a very, in 20 to 40 years, according to scientists, that is in fact the case. So that is something that does impact most of us in our lifetime. You're you're being clairvoyant again with your film. Because uh, it's it's a year, it's, it's about a year old, if I remember correctly. It was finished a year ago. We were, yeah, we were in the process of putting it together last year, and then we actually did the shoot in August, 
and uh, then it's been in the editing process and my god the film crew that victor put together was just absolutely outstanding and it's been in the editing and many many different uh, adding music it's been through many versions since and it's now complete and we were going to have it uh, we were going to have a big film screening and clearly that cannot happen now we were also going to submit it to many film festivals and many film festivals have just been canceled across sure. the world sadly now so we're going to just have it online and there are actually quite a few youtube channels that are specifically sci-fi channels dust is one there's a few others and so we will be officially releasing our first film and we're not releasing it the way we wanted to and such is such is life like when we have a pandemic right so, i i'm saying you're clairvoyant because if you're talking about nature taking its revenge on yeah. us Again, by the yeah. fact that I'm still wearing one of the seven pair of pajamas that I've set aside six weeks ago, yes, nature is definitely taking its revenge. Um, oh, absolutely. When you're ready to house that on a channel, uh, I, I know a, a sci-fi horror and mystery channel that would probably grab it, so we should talk about that at some point. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, I, I think it's terrific. I think what uh, Ripple Effect has always done has been on the finger of what's going on. You, you're, looking, uh, you're looking at what I'll call the serious science fiction these days by doing War of the Worlds, Frida, and last yeah. year you did 2071, uh, yeah. which, which as, as much as it was uh, uh, quite, quite serious and down to earth, again, talking about the future. So, so, so you're handing us the Asmovian science fiction at the moment. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we never created ourselves as a sci-fi company, uh, but but you're right. Over the past year, that is absolutely what we've moved into. I, I in a way, I don't know what that's about. We were going to be doing a production of Rose Colored Glass in July. Uh, that was going to be our live theater production which is definitely not sci-fi that deals with uh, the issue of immigration, uh, but it tells a story of immigration during World War II times mm -hmm. in Chicago, and that is now being postponed. That, I do. Yeah. Our goal is to postpone that for uh, November 2020, because that will be an, a very, very important month as a result of all of this. It's always an important month. But I think it's especially important this it's, year. It's going to be historic this year. However it turns out, it will be historic. Absolutely. Yeah. It was historic four years ago, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and some people, you know, I, I think that's actually one thing that the entire country can agree on. That was a historic event. Some people think historically very negative. Some people think historically very positive. But regardless... Um, that was very historic as far as an election and just because of all the events leading up to it and how it, how it turned out. And I think, yeah, this will absolutely be, be the same for many reasons. So, so ripple effect has, has, uh, done exactly what Orson Welles, uh, did in the 1930s and forties. You are conquering radio, uh, you are conquering movies and you are conquering the stage. Uh, so, so what are you doing personally? I remember scrolling on Facebook and I noticed certificates and other such, uh, uh, such literary things hitting, uh, hitting your, your feed. 
<laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, so Ripple Effect Artists is a volunteer-run organization. It has never been how I personally make my own living. It has been what I do to give back. It's also been what I do to not only create theater that makes a difference, but also to show actors and stage managers that they deserve fair pay, which is why we became an equity company, which is something I firmly believe in. Uh, and it's and you became that with a science fiction play. You became Actually, that with the adding yeah. machine. <laughs> yes, that's true. Wow. Mm -hmm. Great memory. Yeah, that's kind of funny. That is another kind of sci-fi one, too. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, watch, and it's it's kind of great that we're talking about sci-fi because today is, of course, May the Fourth. Um, I am. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so great. I am guilty of having Star Wars on in the background today. I must admit, and it's you know all the old ones from the seventies, and they're just so good. Uh, so yeah, that's true. We did become equity from the adding machine uh, in two thousand fourteen. And uh, so I personally have been a tour director for 10 years, and clearly no one is uh, taking vacations here right now. Right. So all of my work personally has been lost. Uh, everyone and anyone who works in the tourism industry not only is not working right now, but what we're also looking at is even if and when it is safe to go outside, will, you know, we have to sort of take guesses and gauge consumer activity because our livelihood is very much dependent on consumer activity, meaning sure. people choosing to take a vacation to New York City. And that was something that you could pretty much depend on we all know that 75 you know roughly i believe 75 percent of new york city's income is is tourism and so we all could kind of depend as much as we might complain about tourists we do love how much money they spend when they come here and we we all could sort of depend on the fact that they would be coming here even when we're all out and about and safe and we don't even know when that is i i I perceive that the tourism industry is going to take a good amount of time to be back up on its feet. And I could be wrong. I hope I am wrong. It could be that people are itching to come to New York City as a result of this. And I, and I really hope that that is the case and that they're itching to do things that we all love to do in New York, like see theater and go to baseball games which are completely canceled also and go you know and enjoy what New York City is so much I have loved having a career of sharing my love of New York and my love of New York history with people from all over the world for 10 years uh, ironically I think all the protests going on are the negative way of saying yes please open the doors we need to do things so yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah I, I think the moment it is safe uh, and I'll use that word in quotes, we, uh, I could see life returning to New York. I hope so. I, I sincerely hope so, because we are, you know, Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo keeps saying this, we are tough. We've gone through some tough situations in this city. I've witnessed the city go through 9-11. I witnessed the city go through Hurricane Sandy. I witnessed the city go through the 2008-2009 crisis. 
Uh, and we always bounce back. Of course. And I do believe we, we, we absolutely will from this. How are you bouncing yeah. back now that you are not a tour guide? Now that yeah. you're not in the touring industry, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so I've uh, been involved, I'll give you a little bit of backstory, I've been involved in personal and professional development for quite some time, and I've just gotten my uh, life coaching certification and my business coaching certification. Oh, that's great. Uh, I do have an MBA, so I am uh, creating a, a whole new career path for myself as a consultant and as a coach specifically for people who run businesses. And not only have I, have I created certificate, have I gotten certified and do I have the education? I've also done, done the work. I've also run a company for 10 years and I've been up against the failures, up against difficult decisions, up against keeping things sustainable. Uh, and I want to provide that for others. I think that's a really wise move. I just read that J. Crew declared bankruptcy. Uh, and uh, I think someone out there uh, to contact, I think the, the life coaching industry, I never thought uh, would take hold, but I think it's going to become essential now because our entire lives are upside down. We're going to need someone to talk to. And in terms of businesses, either you fold or you or you evolve. So it's nice yep. to know there are people out there who can help people do the latter. Yep, yep. And a lot of people are, and a lot of, you know, and, and I'll put myself in this category, a lot of life coaches are going to be providing either free or very affordable uh, services. Uh, and this is really a time, if there is something to be grateful for during this time, I'm seeing a lot of generosity in many industries. Yeah. Uh, many industries are saying, okay, we, this is now not the time to ask for funds. This is the time to provide. This is the time to make sure that everybody is okay. This is the time to say, we love you. We're thinking of you. And I'm, I'm seeing that a lot. I mean, A, that's smart business, but B, I, I do believe that people's hearts are shining through. Uh, during this time, and we saw that after 9-11, we saw that after Hurricane Sandy, and it's one of the many things I love about New York, it's one of the reasons I've loved working as a New York tour director, is because I love not only sharing our incredible history, but I love sharing our resilience as New Yorkers, that whenever there's some sort of catastrophe we not only do the right thing, but we do the right thing quickly and efficiently. Yeah. We work with a level of efficiency and a level of intelligence, and it might not, you know, it might not always come with these big, happy smiles because we're very determined to just get done what there is to get done, but we'll get it done, and we'll get it done fast. And I think, you know, the last 20 years, it's so hard to believe that 9-11 is almost 20 years ago, but it is... Right. Uh, but these last 20 years in New York that I've been around the city has absolutely, it has taught me that. It's made me so proud. And even last night, I went out for a walk with my mask on and uh, I saw all the New Yorkers banging on their pots at seven o'clock. Yeah. And it was just such a proud New York moment. You know, it's just, wow, you couldn't. You know, whoever thought of that idea, I don't know who, whose idea that was, but it was 
such a it's such a perfect proud New York moment. Here we are honoring people who are risking their lives quite literally every day, and we're saying thank you, but we're saying thank you in a way that is responsible. We're keeping socially distant. We're being responsible, and we're being really loud and. And obnoxious about it, and unapologetic. Well, I, I, <laughs> about it. I think it's been thrown in our face in a very unique way because exactly. what what yeah. we're considering frontliners are people we didn't even know existed uh, uh, two yeah. months ago. Who would have yeah. thought the delivery boy? Who would have thought yeah. the uh, the mailman and all of these would be the the, the soldiers for us? So, Absolutely. so I think. Drivers. Oh, I've never gosh. loved bus drivers so much. We always, you know, we complain about bus drivers, but now I, I couldn't, I couldn't be more grateful for for them because there is still, as Cuomo has said, there is still a part of our society and a part of our city that does still need to operate. We do still need to have grocery stores open. We do still need to have buses running and so yeah our bus drivers are our heroes right now it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing that that guy that we thought you know wasn't going through the red lights fast enough or the other one who didn't give us our change quick enough when we bought milk yeah. are now our heroes so absolutely. this has really leveled the playing field yeah yep absolutely and my god i know two people and i'm sure you know people and i and i'm sure everybody at least knows people or knows people who knows people who are in the medical industry oh yeah uh, i know two registered nurses and i you know make a point to thank them daily i can't imagine not only the physical but the mental exhaustion uh you know it's a very sad thing and actually this is what ripple effects will be addressing next year we've, we've lost some people in the medical industry to suicide yeah um as a result of this and i i can't imagine you know you go into that field for me dealing like looking at blood for 30 seconds and i faint so it's a it's a very good thing that i'm not in that field <laughs> uh but I, you go into that field because you want to help people. You want to have people be healthy. You want to protect people, of course, from being very ill. You want to protect people from dying. And when you as a medical worker feel like there's just no hope or that you're just that mentally exhausted, that that's the route you take. It's incredibly sad. Uh, so, Next year, we're going to be tackling mental illness and wellness um, and suicide prevention. Uh, but that is something to just acknowledge that that's another that's another aspect of this. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, may 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 that presentation be live, and that we can yes. all get onto those treasured trains and buses and yes. go to see it. In the meantime, what is the date and time for War of the Worlds? Thank you. Uh, it's May 9th. Mm -hmm. This Saturday yep. at 3 p.m. And how do we tune in? You go to WPKN.org. And it is free. And there will be an option. There will be announcements. There will be an option to donate to a, a program actually a little further upstate called Meals on Wheels, which is helping people get food during this time. And then there will be an option to donate to Ripple Effect artists as well. Terrific. And Terrific. yes, that is 
that is what's next. Well, I'm I'm going to grab my picture of Orson Welles that's on my wall, and I'm going to <laughs> to sit there and and <laughs> listen to the next generation of War of the Worlds. I wish you and and Ripple Effect the absolute best. You have always been uh, one of speaking of soldiers. You've always been a soldier in terms of. Uh, getting the word out about art and about uh, what affects this this world so much. Uh, your theater company is well-named. You definitely create ripple effects. Uh, uh, give them hell, and, and may all go well, and I look forward to, to seeing your show in person. Thank you. We very much look forward to having you, and we very much look forward to having any and all of you uh, join our live productions and if people join our mailing list I'll also say this we are putting out information uh, resources that could be very helpful and useful for people during this time it's not you know our newsletter is not just announcements about what we're doing we're also putting out resources so I just wanted to mention that I, I knew you would I knew you would <laughs> Jesse thank you so much for chatting Great. with me all the best and 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 may may there may the aliens bring only good luck to you uh, at the broadcast. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Quite all right. Take Ciao. care.